Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talk About It, Sis. Um, I am your host, Maya, and I'm here with my co-host, Amanda. Hey, guys. Amanda checking in. Cool. Um, This is episode five, and today we thought it would be funny to talk about red flags. I'm sure you guys have seen everything that's happening on Instagram right now with all the red flag memes, some serious, uh, some definitely not. Uh, (laughs) But we thought it would be a good time to open up the discussion about like what a red flag even is and like uh, how it shows up in life and friendship uh, and dating lives. So Amanda, Mm -hmm. do you want us to give give us uh, your opinion on like what a red flag is? Sure. Uh, how do I say this? Um, I guess there's no, I guess there could be different, you know, red flags in different contexts. So I feel like anything that triggers you, so to mm-hmm. speak, you kind of mm-hmm. um, actually mentioned that on the last episode um, mm-hmm. when you talked about, you know, how everybody's red flags is different. Yeah. So it's something that you notice. I don't know. <laughs> I can't get my words out. Yeah. Right. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily think a red flag has to be something that triggers you. I just think it's something that maybe gives you pause. Like, okay, somebody says something or does something and like your intuition or that feeling in your gut is like, eh, something right here. Right. So that's the way I can put it. Right, um, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. So like a warning, like an internal warning. Right, basically. I mean, everyone knows what that feels like. You like somebody says or does something and you're immediately like, mm, this may right. not feel right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I would define a red flag. But I think like as we've talked about in previous episodes that like red flags look different for everybody. So I guess, I mean, obviously you're married now, but like what were some, what are red flags for you? Um, and what are some ones that like maybe be may not be things for other people but they are for you right and so just i just thought of this to add that the red flag like you said is a warning so it's not an indication to like abort mission immediately well it may be for some people some people may it used to be for me for sure (laughs) okay yeah but it's definitely something to kind of pencil and you know we're going to table this for now and maybe talk about it later see what's up so um Mm -hmm. i don't know i when i was dating i don't I don't think I had a good red flag alert Mm, (laughs) going mm -hmm. on. I would say the things that definitely I was like a no to were like men who called after hours. Like Mm -hmm. when I was dating, I didn't want any man who couldn't talk to me during the day, who couldn't, you know, see me during certain hours. That was just a red flag. Like, oh, you must have a girlfriend. You must be married. Or Mm -hmm. maybe you just view me as a possible jump off. But that ain't it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... Unless, of course, I make that decision. But I didn't like that at all. That was a red flag for me. I don't had that many red flags. I just didn't like that. Oh, oh guys who didn't want to take me out um, that I was interested or they, they were attempting to pursue me, but they never wanted to go anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. oh, let's come around the way. Let's chill. No, I want to go somewhere. <laughs> I want to be yeah. seen in public yeah. with you. If that's mm. a problem, then yeah, red flag. But I honestly did not have that many when I was dating. I don't think I did, which is probably a problem. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, do you look back at that now in retrospect and be like, wow, I should have had like, Yeah, I, I definitely feel like I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what are some red flags like that you think that like maybe you had, but they may not have seemed like red flags to other people? Hmm, that's a good question. I... I have, I have to think about that, actually. Yeah. Right? I, I actually have to think about it. What about you? I feel like Uh, me and you have that. Like, you would say something's a red flag, and I'd be like, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. No, I have a lot of red flags. Just because I feel like... (laughs) 
I I definitely have like dated a lot of men um, mm. in my day. Um, and I've just been able to like recognize patterns. For example, like I'm not willing to date, like really seriously date an emotionally unavailable men. So I feel like there is a pattern for what that looks like. So I'm able now in my life to like identify what those things are. Mm-hmm. Like for example, inconsistency, red flag for me that a, a guy isn't emotionally available, um, says one thing and does another. Uh, mm-hmm. The red flag that he's not available. What else? Let me let me really think about this. There's a ton. There's literally a ton. <laughs> Those are two examples of like, okay, this man may not be able to meet me or like me expressing my emotions and him not really having a response or like mm-hmm. these bland responses, like not really able to like communicate his emotions, red flag. It doesn't mean I'm not understanding of why somebody may operate this way, but just means like it's a red flag, a like, ah, take a pause here for right. me. But then there's other things that necessarily don't have to do with like emotionally unavailability, like... You call women females. For me, immediate red flag that you're sexist. I've never met a man that calls women females that isn't a sexist. Like, that's just my experience. So I'm like, "Eh." okay. Uh, Men that say things like, oh, I was watching a TikTok um, today. And the guy was like, I really want like a feminine woman. A woman who is like agreeable. Immediate red flag. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, you want somebody that you can walk do over. whatever, yeah, yeah, walk all over, say whatever to, and she's not going to challenge you. He's like, yeah, I'm sick of these women in this masculine energy. Okay, red flag. You know, like mm, these, just like you. knowing the things that men do and men say that are patterns for a specific type of man, I find I it like you. a lot easier to identify. You know, does like that come from so like trial and error? Yeah, I think it does. Like I don't, I didn't have any idea when I first started. You know, like right. when I first started dating, I was like, yo, I, it seems like I keep dating emotionally unavailable men like what the hell Mm. why do i keep getting into relationships with these men outside of the fact that like i was emotionally available unavailable at the time myself and didn't realize it Mm. once i started becoming more emotionally available i was able to be like okay duh all these men have the same characteristics and you're not seeing them (laughs) which is why you keep so then i was able to be like okay let me like something that my therapist um had me do which i thought was extremely smart was just to like write down red flags that are always deal breakers for me and then she said also to like write down internal red flags like for example if i'm dating a guy and i'm constantly feeling anxiety or like Mm. uneasy like that is a red flag like it Mm. doesn't necessarily have to be anything that he's doing but i need to trust my intuition that if i'm getting this like anxious feeling that he's Mm. not a match for me right you know yeah so stuff like that so just thinking of that i realized once i said to you the trial and error i realized that my red flags i didn't have them when i first started dating on obviously. And mm-hmm. I think by the time I started recognizing them, it was just too late. Yeah. But um, another thing I would add is um, a red flag for me is a guy that doesn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. doesn't have his own support system network. I feel like he will want you know a woman to be all up under him. He doesn't really have an outlet. Like, what does your outlet look like? You know, why don't mm-hmm. you have any friends? What kind of person are you? So for me, a guy that doesn't have friends um, is a red flag. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Guy that doesn't have a job. Well, you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, a guy that lives at home with his mama. Is well, it's flag. Well, is unless that a there's ex- yeah, unless there's like extenuating circumstances and you're not in your twenties, then I'm gonna say that's a red flag. Oh, well, like, I don't. Okay, I don't if you know. move back home to take care of your mom because she's sick, all right, extenuating circumstance. But like, if you're just living with your mother in your thirties as a man, mm, I don't know. So not I think for me. you have to be open minded to that. Um, I guess I guess I wouldn't also see that as a red flag because sometimes people move home with their parents. It could be after divorce. It could 
could just be I'm saving for a house. My mom wants me to live there. I don't know because it's not, well, I'm not going to say it's not seen as a red flag, but it's more acceptable for women to live at home with their mothers. And it's I not- would think that was a red flag too. Most people would look at people sideways if they're in their 30s and living with their parents. There are people at home in their 30s living their parents. And yeah, I of course one, there are. That's not what we're arguing. We're arguing whether it's society sees well, that it's I don't acceptable. Think society, I don't think society necessarily sees it as a red flag. I think some people individually do. I, I don't think society sees it as a red flag. Interesting. Why are we able, I guess you put this question in there, why are we able to easily identify the flags, uh, people's red flags, and not be deterred by them? Yeah. I think that... I think that a lot of people are deterred by them. I think Mm -hmm. that people want to be in relationships so bad that they kind of just ignore the things that, you know, that that may not seem right. Because, for example, they may already have like an emotional attachment built up to that person Mm -hmm. or they already like slept with that person. So they're like, oh, fuck. Well, like maybe this is something I can compromise on or it's not that big of a deal. So how much of that is accountability? (laughs) What do you mean? Like like when it goes sour the relationship doesn't work out it's like well are you should you blame that man or woman for the red flags you knew you were there but you still decided to kind of jump into it i think it's both i think like there's equal responsibility there like if i look at my old relationships where i did get into relationships with emotionally unavailable men i can now look back and be like okay like obviously i'll take some level of responsibility for that Mm -hmm. but i find that a lot of times I didn't really realize the magnitude of what that meant. Like, I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that the red flags were as serious as they were because I didn't really know yet. I was like, well, something feels familiar here. This feels like my Mm, past relationships, but I can't really, like, specifically identify. Or like, like I said, if you're like, if you have issues yourself, mm-hmm. it's harder to be like, okay, this is a red flag. I'm just going to say no. Like if you're looking for like validation from a relationship or mm-hmm. like want the comfort of having someone around you. And then, you know, they're like, dang, he didn't call me back for three days, but he called me back now. Not a big deal. <laughs> okay. you, you're willing to, I feel like you're way more willing to compromise because you want that attention and validation mm-hmm. and comfort of being in a relationship. I don't know. But yes, I do think you have to take some level of responsibility. I feel like I can look back at all my situations and been like, damn, if I would have like paid attention, then I, I wouldn't have been in those situations. But I also think that those people have to take responsibility too for their actions. Like it's mutual. Okay. What about you? I, see I feel like, and I may, it may just be the kind of person who feels like maybe I put too much on myself, but I don't feel like it's been any person that I've dated's fault. They were showing me, they showed me who they are in the beginning. Um, I saw who they were during the process and I still continued to let them in my life. I still continued to sleep with them, even though they were showing me. Um, I don't know if I would place the blame on those men that I dated where I kind of saw the red flags. Yeah. Continue. But that doesn't mean they suck any less. Like they still no, they- have responsibility for how they treat people. <laughs> you know, like. Well, I, I know, but I, and there, I guess I was saying some people's heads they don't realize that they're they are the toxic person. They they just they do they're behaving how they've always behaved, and no one's ever either check them or there have been women who put up with their stuff. How do they know that they're treating you wrong? I know that mm-hmm. sounds I know mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like how do you know you're treating someone wrong? But sometimes you don't know that you're actually being trash in a relationship if yeah, no one's actually called you out yeah Yeah, in the same length that like in the same sentiment like 
some people don't know that they're being treated like trash because it might just be like they're used to being treated like trash. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely know people like that who are kind of like, oh, it's not like that bad. Funny though. my eyes, it's freaking horrible, <laughs> you know? It's funny though, because even with when we talk about like friendships, I feel like we notice red flags faster. I don't know if this is because someone would be... I mean, it's the same with relationships, but I feel like people notice red flags with friends or when they meet people like, uh, I'm not really going to vibe with this with this girl. I don't know if I want to hang with her because she shows, you know, this kind of behavior. I don't know you why. With friendships easy. faster friendships. than relationships? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Platonic friendships. I don't know. I feel like it's the opposite for me, at least. Really? Like, yeah, I feel like I get excited about friendships and then I'm like, oh, okay, overlook, overlook. Well, it's not a big <laughs> deal. Or like, it just doesn't matter because I'm not romantically involved with them uh, and they're not okay. deeply impacting like me like that. But then when I take time to get to see like, oh, this is like who this person really is. This may not, this may not drive with me the best. So for me, it's kind of like an afterthought. Whereas like now, but this, see, uh, this is what I'm saying. Like now relationships with men, this is trial and error. Like now I can immediately be like, Oh, red flag, red flag, red flag. Nope. Like from the get where in the past I wasn't doing that. So that was kind of like training. Like, okay, mm-hmm. like we've been down this road 65 times. We're not going to do this again, right? So for me, it's way more, I think I'm way more strict when it comes to my romantic relationships. I feel like I'm definitely the opposite. <laughs> I feel like I will put up with a toxic man mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whether it just be because I'm, you know, on the receiving end of some type of intimacy or sex or something's being given to me where I'm going to look over this toxicness. But with a platonic friend, I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. I do not have to put up with this. I mean, it's, I, I think about like even in class, right? I don't know if you remember being in school and then it's time for like a group project or it's time for you to find that friend for the semester and you're looking like, mm, no to this person, no to this person, because you're kind of mm. reading out who you're vibing with, mm. like who you can yeah. spend that time with. That's how I kind of look at it with friendship. Mm. Yeah, I guess, I guess for me, it's like I in my life, I'm trying to, I haven't gotten there with, with romantic relationships yet, but I'm just trying to understand people more. Mm -hmm. Um, and just understand like what people might be going through so I'm a lot more lenient than I used to be with friendships Mm -hmm. so something that I might have like been like man fuck that (laughs) you know before (laughs) I'm now like oh you know what she might be going through this she might you know have this happening like I can understand that whereas like before I'm like nah she dripping by you know (laughs) Um, now I haven't brought that same energy to my romantic relationships we haven't reached (laughs) that spot yet but maybe we will who knows Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, my red flags have never, ever been wrong. Okay. You know, like I've never been like, dang, this thing that he does is like, seems like a red flag to me. Let me just wait it out and it not pan out like right. exactly like I thought. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, intuition is a real thing. So yeah, I think the only time it's a problem is if your intuition is not yours, but someone's uh-huh. intuition is rooted in some type of like hurt and pain. And so it almost becomes everything around them kind of stands out when it re- may not really be mm-hmm. that just because they're on edge, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, just, no, that's true. I don't even want to say trauma, um, overuse that word, but yeah, no, but, trauma. It's, but it's, but it's true. <laughs> like I was talking to my therapist about that too. Um, and she's like, you know, often when you feel that intense attraction to somebody that like, Oh man, I'm attracted to him like right away. It's mm-hmm. like trauma. It's like a trauma attraction. She was talking about like how our brains mm-hmm. register people who have trauma like us, like without even oh, wow. subconscious, like, you know, subconsciously without mm-hmm. even like knowing it or uh, are those people that will like emulate our parental relationships with us mm-hmm. without even, you know, it's like not even a thought because it's like so familiar. Wow, that's so you're really being attracted to this dynamic 
that mm-hmm. you've always experienced in your life. And like all of these are like nonverbal cues. Definitely. Right? I actually so, believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So all the people that I was extremely attracted to, like, oh man, this man, he's funny, were people that had their own traumas that like interacted with mine in a way that was triggering for me. Mm-hmm. So she was like, sometimes for a lot of trauma survivors, being in relationships with uh, people who are actually healthy can feel really boring for them. So they might feel like, you know, there's no like spark between oh, us. Like, what the hell? Up. Like, you know, like, <laughs> but really, you're just like addicted to those, you know, dopamine highs mm-hmm. and lows. <laughs> um, or like, dang, when is he going to text me back? Like all that anxiety is something mm-hmm. that you're so used to feeling that you you know, seek that out subconsciously. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. seen tweets being shared uh, uh. from women who are like, I, I don't want it unless he's going to be blowing my phone up. Just like yeah, real stalker vibes behavior. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you want this? Or I don't yeah. want this if he's not checking up on me every popping up at events. I'm like, what? No, honey. Uh, have you seen that show, You? On Parts Netflix? of it. I'm familiar yeah. with it. Well, everyone thinks this. Remember, they're like idolizing him. I mean, oh, he's yeah, like a murderer. He's a murderer <laughs> and a, you know, he's a psycho. Exactly. Like, he's a legit psychopath. And like, people are like, dang, Joe's so sexy, blah, blah. Oh, my God. I'm like, what the that. heck? Uh, oh, yeah. my gosh. No. A lot and of people, it. a lot of and people, but like, I find it interesting, like now that I've done the work, mm-hmm. like really like done, taking the time to really like see my patterns, see what I've been doing. I'm mm-hmm. totally turned off by things I used to be totally turned on by, or mm-hmm. like what I thought was turned on was really act being activated. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, so now I'll like see those red flags and I'm like, oh God, like I'm mm-hmm. disgusted, <laughs> you know, like this is like, I know where this is going or in the past time I'd have been like, ooh, like he's making me work for it. <laughs> I'm like, just stupid. Yeah. I mean, That's like, yeah. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Or I'm like liking think- the challenge or liking the chick. You know how people are like, yeah, like how women are like, like I like a challenge. Like I don't want a guy that's just going to like show up for me. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, why, why don't you like a guy that's actually going to show up for you? Mm-hmm. Why do you like a guy you have to chase? Right, right. That makes sense. That makes perfect yeah. sense. I yeah. think as, it's kind of like, how do you become aware of that, right? Like at what point do you... You get tired of <laughs> doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I guess if you, and especially if you're not getting therapy and then you have to know, you have to know like yeah. this is wrong and I need therapy. I don't even think you need therapy to stop repeating those patterns. Once you've been hurt enough, it's like, dang girl, how much more are you going to be hurt? And how long can you continue to blame the other person? Right. Like how many so, times are you going to date the same person in a different body? But then there comes that responsibility to say, hey, you know what? Yeah. I haven't been doing the same thing. It's time to make a change versus yeah. me now turning scorn. Like, oh, yeah. now I'm scorn. I don't want to date anybody because men are this, this and that. Yeah. And- but the thing that's tough is like a lot of men are this, this and that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's just reality oh <laughs> hey it really is like go do a poll on that <laughs> go do a poll women, on how many women think there's a lot of selection of great men out there oh, okay. <laughs> it, like let's be serious so i think it's a combination of those things um and then like i said i think a lot of women probably meant i don't know but i know a lot of women put up with red flags because there's not that many options mm-hmm. well, I mean, so you're, you're like unless i want to be single people mm-hmm. generally though pick up deal with the red flags like you said it, it reminds them of something i think about men yeah. who like women who are very argumentative and who hit them like there are men who literally date women like that. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know men who deal with women who are batshit crazy like blowing up their phone put their hands on them and that's just 
how they are. That's how they are. They, they put up with that. Like, that's yikes. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But you have to know that you don't have to tolerate that. Yeah, I mean, you know. Pay attention to red flags. I think everybody should write down a list of things that are red flags for them so they can always return back to it if they're still, you know, dating. I think that's actually would be a good little girl's night. Like everybody sit around like... Or guy's night. Guy's night, yes. And evaluate (laughs) their past relationships and like, what Mm -mm. bothered you about this person? And, you know, do you find a pattern or did you see a pattern with the people you were dating? things like that yeah yeah i think most people would be able to identify patterns if they like paid attention is there things you know about yourself that are toxic and you got to get it together basically yeah (laughs) what would you what would you say those are for you well one for example red flag i just didn't know was a red flag and so i was only serious with men that i like i really uh, like this i would get like so emotionally attached Mm -hmm. um and i think that was just a red flag, which is a red flag for me because I didn't often fall for guys. And I always tell myself, like, here it comes. I'm going to be devastated if they leave me and devastated if they don't call me back. Like, it was just this yeah. devastation aspect of, you know, dating certain guys. And I only saw it with the guys I really, really fell for. And so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, no, I'm not going to fall for this guy. Cut it off before it gets there. Because mm-hmm. I, see, I see myself coming out that shell. What do you think that root, the root of that was? See, I haven't taken time to um, reflect on it because it's of no interest to me now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've mm-hmm. talked about a lot of things in therapy and I have not gotten that part because it just wasn't important. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Got it. What do you think? <laughs> what do I think what? Of, of what I said. Like, what's your analyst of it? Is anything analysis? come to your head? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think like usually when people are like so heartbroken mm-hmm. about people that they may like not even be that yeah. deep with, it's really just like an abandonment wound being triggered. Mm-hmm. so like oh like i want this person so much and now they don't want me back that means like what's the core belief there i'm i'm not wanted i'm unlovable so it's like childhood wounds just kind of coming up oh, look at that deep <laughs> <laughs> as someone who's been therapized my entire life <laughs> that's what i'm saying like even things like that i'm so in tune with like patterns mm-hmm that I'm just be like, no, 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 you know? And like, I think one of my red flags is like, because I'm so in tune with patterns like that and because I analyze behavior so much, it can be like, I have to give people space to be human. So it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we all have these things that are toxic about us, but there could be an underlying reason that I'm willing to like understand and work with as long Mm. as it's not continuously harming me harming you but like it can be very off-putting for me in the in like initially like hey this person isn't consistent i'm like okay like that's not gonna work for me but this person may be inconsistent because they're afraid that if they're consistent the person will lose interest you know like maybe if i gave them a chance and like that's something that we could talk about and it's something that could change then okay Mm -hmm. but my prop my thing is i also do the thing i also think about like when you're with someone you cannot date somebody's like this could potentially happen you know like i have to deal with what is 
is and like what I'm seeing in front of me. So for me, it's really hard to find that balance. Mm -hmm. Like I have to protect myself clearly. Right. Mm -hmm. I have to like make sure my heart is like protected because people out here is insane. Like Mm -hmm. they will treat you however you allow them to treat you. But I think, yeah, being able to identify those patterns has made me much more guarded with who I allow access to. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe sometimes that's maybe sometimes that's to my own detriment. You know, I can see that. I mean, I I see. I feel like I do the same thing. I don't think I purposely Mm -hmm. dated someone because of who they could be or the potential to be. But like, yeah, I was giving someone room, room to be all that they know. And over time we all grow together and maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's that maybe, maybe. Did that work out for you? (laughs) I actually did. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also, I also, I feel like I see stuff in people that they don't see. And I don't want that to be confused with like the, I'm trying to fix you, but I do look at, the whole person I've all mm-hmm. I'm innately like that it's not just like what my career fear is but I've always innately look at the whole person like yeah. who, you're more than just how you were raised you know yeah right? for I sure mean, and so I guess that's what I see in people and sometimes they don't see into them themselves until you say something like you know what you'd be really good at this or I like that about yeah. you that you're this and they no one's ever told them that before yeah I don't know. I guess I, I feel like I can empathize with people, but that doesn't mean I have to subject subject myself to the results of why they are the way they, they are. You mm-hmm. know, like I can definitely look at someone's life and be like, dang, like that's really sad. Like totally understand why he lashes out at people or she lashes mm-hmm. out at people like that. But I don't mean I gotta <laughs> put up with it, right? Like, me. <laughs> yeah, like you know, love you from a distance. <laughs> Good luck. No, I definitely I definitely think everyone has their tolerance for what they can yeah. put up with. I mean, people get in relationships all the time and you're like, I mean, I'm saying you're, I'll be like, I can't believe they're putting up with this. But then someone else will look at me like, I can't believe she's putting up with that. (laughs) So we all have, I guess, our tolerance levels of what we're willing to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is like 10% out of 100 right now. um but also it's like if i'm fine if i'm fine uh in my life and i'm decently happy like if i'm gonna invite somebody into it it has to be somebody that's not gonna gonna make it better you know not somebody i gotta be like oh damn here we go again i'm not trying to change anybody i think i've spent a lot of my life also trying to change other people like oh well Mm -hmm. he's not really what i want but like you know you do this and you do that and like pointing out the person's flaws i'm Mm -hmm. like this is toxic Mm -hmm. you know like actually just let me that person be who they are and they're not for me can red flags be turned green no it's like no (laughs) (laughs) we're not even about to go down that road (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think they can i think that behavior can be worked on Mm -hmm. but i don't know what do you think i I mean i believe again it's like what's the same thing it's what's a red flag for you is it a red flag for me so i guess it's a subjective question anyway Mm -hmm. and i guess it would be how much of a red flag is it is this like the devil's red or a little little pink pinkish (laughs) i mean how can it even be turned green what does that even mean like you know it can be worked on yeah, it could be worked on or the way that maybe I'm perceiving something because um, of my low tolerance, of, you know, for something. I don't know. Like, say, mm-hmm. for example, like, I'm um, I'm not like, I like to be, I need like a lot of um, energy and stimulation. Like, that's just what I need. And then somebody I'm with, like my husband, doesn't. I, mm-hmm. That could have been a red flag for me. Like, oh, this guy is boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think. But at the same time, I needed that balance. Yeah. Um, and so that could be a potential 
red flag that turned to green. Like, you know, I need someone that's balanced. That's you know, yeah. I can't, maybe I don't need to be with someone that's as hype as me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and but that's not necessarily a red flag. Like, somebody being boring isn't a red flag. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> you don't like boring people. Like, that's not gonna harm you in the long run. <laughs> you know, like, this guy's like, dry. Yeah. yeah, I feel but like I red flags are things that could potentially cause harm to you. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. in the beginning when you said some of the red flags we were kind of yeah. seeing on the internet. Some were like really serious and some were yeah. just kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Likes and dislikes. Right. Likes you and dislikes. Know. Okay. <laughs> uh, but like real red flags. I guess we should yeah. include that in the definition. Have potential yeah. cause harm. Yeah. So in I'm that way, yeah. in that way, I think they can be turned green, but through a lot of persons, that person's work on their own stuff and like being willing to see if like they they will actually change that of their own accord mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and i'd be like it's never worth it huh <laughs> and like what do you feel like are some green flags when you're dating someone initiative i think yes um, for sure i mean, i love it man it takes initiative <laughs> yeah um, consistency yes consistency. for sure a feeling of peace like that yes. that anxiety is not triggered Mm-hmm. Try, I, I mean, mean for some for some people like you know they can't turn it off but like mm-hmm. some people just don't activate you in that way which i think mm-hmm. is a green flag um i would say i'm try, saying trust is so broad but yeah like not you feel safe with them emotionally like emotionally yeah. safe like you don't feel like this yeah. person is out to harm you will harm you, you could trust them with your feelings you can trust yeah. them with information yeah and this uh, also applies to friendships too mm-hmm. uh, yeah feeling safe with the person is huge feeling feeling like they actually listen to you mm-hmm. like yeah. they listen to the and care about the things that you say don't have a secret don't have a secret <laughs> wife and kids uh-huh. <laughs> i mean like yeah these are things that should be totally normal right these are things that like hello bare minimum i they're, think that they're not men who have um good relationships with the women in their family Mm-hmm. are a green flag for me yeah for um, sure because that shows like women depend on you women trust you like you're not i, I don't know that's important to me <laughs> yeah one of my friends you know i really she told me that she won't date anybody who didn't grow up in a two-parent household and at first yeah. i was like yeah at first i was like mm, that seems kind of crazy um but the more i thought about it the more it made sense to me i mean obviously i'm not somebody who was uh mm. raised in a two-parent household but i also had my fair share of struggle you know like <laughs> to get where i am and to become emotionally aware and intelligent so like i get it like if i'm thinking about marrying somebody yeah i would prefer them to come from but a two-parent what household what does that say i think it says a lot i think it says a lot i mean doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that like the same reason that you said, you know, people stay for the kids, you know, mm-hmm. like because they want the children to have a two parent household. I think that makes a lot of yeah, difference. It gives I them two different. If, like you said, the parents aren't toxic because. Yeah, obviously. Are together yeah. and they're like their kids yeah, are miserable. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But I think like the, st- the statistics and that I don't obviously have statistics, but like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're taking a group of people who grew up obviously this cannot be measured like in a way that we but like if you're taking 10 people who grew up in two parent households that were healthy and you're taking 10 people that grew up in single parent households i think that the kids that, that grew healthy. up in two parent households that were healthy 
probably are more emotionally stable. Obviously, this is just like a shot in the dark. <laughs> like right. there's always outliers. There's some people that were raised in single households that are way mm. more emotionally healthy than people that were raised in two-parent households because like a two-parent household doesn't mean it was good, right? But I mean, I was saying that I get her sentiment. Like, mm. you know, they know what it is to compromise, to uh, see a marriage that lasts, to see their mom treated with respect, to see, you know, compromise modeled and a loving mm. relationships modeled. For many people, especially in the black community, they have no idea what it looks mm. like. Like I don't have, I, I still don't have any idea what it looks like to have a healthy relationship modeled for me. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, if I do get married, I would prefer somebody who is from a two parent household. doesn't mean that I'm going to be like, nah, because I'm not right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, no, because I believe that everybody has the ability to like turn out great. Um, mm-hmm. No, nah, I never but, thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. But I really thought like, damn, she really, she has something so going like on there. Question, like, they're both, are you, both your no, parents? No, I'm not going to say. You don't need to ask that. I mean, that usually just so how do you know? Casual, that comes up in casual conversation all the time. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. like if they were married up until you turn 18, could they have divorced after? <laughs> I mean, I don't know about the specifics. I didn't think that deeply into it. But like, I noticed that that stuff, those conversations always come up on dates. Like I know men who say like, I won't date a woman whose dad's not around because yeah, she has daddy issues. That. Absolutely um, ridiculous. <laughs> while I don't, yeah, like while I don't agree with it, like a woman saying that is essentially the same thing, right? It is. I think both are absolutely ridiculous. I think we put too much weight on our parents' relationships in terms of growing up and being healthy individuals. What? What do you mean? I mean, like my mom I mean- and my dad being married in the same house mm-hmm. means what for me once I become an adult. Because there's so many other things that were going on between the time I was a newborn and an 18 year old in the house. For sure. Like, but I'm saying. I'm no, exactly. That's why I said, like, you can't look at it as, like, oh, this is everybody's experience in their entirety. Like, that's just not realistic. But I think for many people, their parents have modeled somewhat healthy relationships for them, and it makes a huge difference. I think that. All of our issues stem from childhood. All of the, like you Mm -hmm. said, like going on the, going, dating people and getting extremely attached and feeling like, oh my God, the world is over when it's all of that, all of, all of our behaviors are childhood. That's my theoretical orientation. I guess the idea that I'm, and I don't, again, I don't know the context in which your Mm -hmm. friend said it, but my idea that I would date someone and like, you have to have a mom and dad in the same household is just crazy to me because Mm -hmm. there's just so much that goes on in house and households. Yeah, How do you no, really I get, get that a picture of just oh, got two parents. I'm good. Well, one thing on my checklist. <laughs> I think she's just saying that as like a filtering thing. Like obviously, just okay. because you had a parents and okay. doesn't mean you're healthy. Mm-hmm. That conversation would come later, right? Like, okay. but that is a filter for her to be like, okay, like I'm not gonna. Well, so yeah, at first I was like, mm, I don't know about that one, but then I, the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, that actually seems filter. reasonable. Yeah. Um, And like, yeah, like I want my, for example, children to be able to see two grandparents together. Oh, I think. I don't know. Is that really? Yeah, really. (laughs) I feel like that's a healthy thing to be able to see family bonds. And like, you know, my parents are not together. They were never together. So having having my children be able to look at that and see a healthy relationship, if it is healthy, I think it's extremely positive. 
But I think kids can also understand that you could have that two-parent household. Like I said, people get divorced after their children leave the house. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying, I'm not, me saying that has nothing to do with the other things that could be positive. I'm saying that Mm -hmm. specifically could be positive for them. And I think it is positive for a lot of people. Like I can see that. I mean, my grandparents were married. I I don't have no idea what the details of what they were like growing up, but I had two married grandparents. Yeah, I I mean, two married. Yeah, I mean, two married, healthy grandparents. I don't know if like. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think most. I'm not gonna say most, but I think it's hard to kind of know when you're once your grandparents in their 80s and 90s. Yeah, "Hmm, how's it going up? Yeah, um, to see it modeled though, and like for example, I don't have my grandparents are not in their 80s and 90s, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm 30 something. Like my grandmother's only 70 something, Mm -hmm. you know. So like I really actually knew her growing up. and like had a very un- clear understanding of like her relationship with my grandfather. Like, okay. so I do think those, those things make a huge impact. Like me going to my grandma's house as a kid with her and her husband had a huge impact on me. Po- like, I'm assuming positive. Yeah. Because that okay. was the only couple I was like, Oh, like this is how it is. Like I remember <laughs> my grandma telling me a story. So my grandfather's white and my grandmother's black. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> She told me a story that one day um, they didn't want to give me something. I was like maybe like seven mm-hmm. and they they were supposed to give me something that I wanted and I didn't get it. And I was really mad about it. And I was like, that's why you guys are not even supposed to be together <laughs> <laughs> because he's right and she's black. Oh my god! And she said she like bust out laughing because it was just so like pure. (laughs) Yeah, but like that shows that I'm paying attention. You know, like no, you're right. Um, I I would say that I learned how to treat my husband based off my grandparents. So you're not incorrect in saying it definitely shows shows something. I just didn't. It never you know dawned on me that I wonder if it could be a benefit to. Um, my kids yeah. if they saw their grandchildren their grandparents together but yeah I learned how to treat a man for my grandma I feel like yeah, everything I, mean, I do now is because my grandma did it for her husband but that's what I'm saying all of those all of the relationships that we see in our young childhood are important and like the dynamics of them kids are mm. definitely paying attention like mm-hmm. there's even this like girl on love is blind so, so love is blind Brazil came out and there's this one like black couple on there Mm-hmm. Um and the and the black girl um like doesn't have a good relationship with her dad and she's like a super feminist and like like for example but she's like OD like so they were at they were at a restaurant and the guy the waiter poured the guys drink first and she was like well how come like you can't pour the woman's drink first like why no. is that and i get it don't get me wrong like i 100 percent get that sentiment but i do think there's like time and place and like then she like went to a like dinner with him and like the other participants on the show and like retold the story and kind of like emasculated him while she was doing it mm-hmm. so i'm like you know how much of that is influenced by the fact that she has like a broken relationship with her dad mm-hmm. like to say that women having you know not the greatest relationships with their dad doesn't impact their romantic relationships would be naive right like it has a huge impact so Mm -hmm. that's what that's what i'm saying with like relationship dynamics i think it has so i guess i I understand that uh, your friend's sentiment like you said from a filter point of view yeah maybe she's doing some consideration to how that man will treat her yeah i think so 
I mean, I guess it's true if you if you haven't seen um, anyone in your life like Mary. When you do get married, what do you? How do you know what to do? Right? Yeah, no, <laughs> it's true. Harness to go along. Yeah, like I have no freaking clue what it means to be married. Like <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like, what the hell is this? I'm out of here. You know, like yeah, I just don't. I have no clue. Um, That's actually probably a, a great side conversation or a different yeah. topic for another day. How much of those, you know, our influence kind of teaches? Because if we don't know it's unhealthy, what are we doing? Yeah. Like I said, like I literally sometimes mimic what my grandma did in my life. I'm like, well, my grandma did this. I got to do that. <laughs> this is how you treat yeah. a man because this is how she treated her husband. And the husband yeah. treats his wife like this because that's what my grandpa did. So Yeah. And like for me, a lot of my adulthood has been like unlearning all the things I learned in childhood. Mm-hmm. All the like un no, uh, you know, like unspoken messages that I picked up on mm-hmm. about like how people are supposed to treat you, what you're supposed to put up with, how relationship dynamics are like, you know, like how some people, like you said, you mentioned earlier, like the men who like women who are totally chaotic, like they probably grew up in really chaotic cha- mm-hmm. in households where their mom was always screaming or their dad was always screaming, you know, like, so mm-hmm. that feels normal for them where you looking on the outside who came from a, maybe a calmer environment is like, what the hell? How could these people? <laughs> People possibly think that this is okay. All that ish is from childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like red flags, you know, are red flags because <laughs> because they don't feel right. But if they feel normal to you, then you're not going right. to notice it's a red flag. Somehow our outro uh, got deleted. So here's my little mini outro for you guys. Thank you for joining us this week. Um, and we will see you all in the next episode.